welcome. We are the Ladies of Strange. I'm Ashley. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Rebecca. Thank you for joining us each week as we discuss the history, mystery, and theory of all things questionable, odd, and eerie. Sup, ladies? Sup, bitches? Hi. How's it going? I think I'm glitter in my nose. That's fine. We have glitter everywhere. Again. It's amazing. It's my birthday. It is. Yeah. So, uh, yep. It's your birthday month. It is. So, a lovely, two lovely friends of the show sent lots of glitter and phallic memorabilia. Nope, that's not the word. Stuff. Anyway, um, <laughs> phallic, I was going to say festivities. Novelties? Novelties? So, we have some patrons to thank. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're a little ADD today, guys. Sorry. We had three new lovelies join us in July. You guys, lots of love going your way. Mm -hmm. Lots of love. We want to start off by thanking Kayla for joining us over in our uh, crazy vortex that is Patreon. And for providing some amazing stickers. Oh, right. Thank you. (laughs) I didn't know. You just had a friend message. Yes, I love them. They're on my water bottle and they make me so happy. Next, we would like to thank Morgan. Morgan, you are magnificent and I adore you. Morgan the Magnificent. Is she related to Houdini? Maybe. That just sounds like a magician's name. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, we have Christy. Christy, you're kind of cool, but totally cool kind of i don't know okay k's k's are hard you're amazing (laughs) thank you for so much for joining us on patreon and if you would like to join us you can find us at patreon.com forward slash ladies of strange we post bonus content bloopers special monthly episodes a month of strange where we do a shallow dive into something that we find interesting um and sometimes we get bored and send out postcards and sometimes yeah. we get bored and send out postcards. If we're ever able to travel again, the postcard production, production, postage, mm-hmm. acquiring. Yeah, what she said. Acquiring. The postcard procurement. There, there we go. go. Will increase. Excellent. Well, thank you all. Yes. Yep. You're magnificent. We adore you. And now, my friends, do you want to go back in time? Biloo, 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 boo. Do you remember a time before COVID when festivals were a thing people went to? Yes. Cool. Why are you rubbing it in? So we're going to talk about some. You found festivals. I did. And I wanted to. What's the theme? There is a theme. That's, You'll find out. That's what she's asking. What the theme um, well, so far we've covered Frozen Dead Guys, Phallic Festivals, and Ashley's favorite, the goat celebrations. Now let's talk food. Food parties. We've covered food too. Food festivals. I did. You covered a food festival. Ah, oh, yes, you Mountain did. Oysters. I actually had that on my list of ones to cover, and I was like, wait a minute. I've this heard about sounds this. familiar. Um, I'm so glad you listened to my episodes. <laughs> no, that was uh, one with uh, Ruckland, where yes. we each did a mini. So there are thousands of food festivals per year, and probably per state, because food festivals are like, I could name like three that probably could have gone on this weekend had COVID not happened in our little area. So like, yeah. They're pretty common, but the ones you're thinking about are not the ones we're going to talk about. We're going to explore things you can do with food beyond eating it. Giggity. <laughs> but not really. <laughs> G- giggity. Are you talking about like butter carving? Along the same tracks, but I did not find any butter carving in my... Well, okay. So I only have three on here with a potential fourth, depending on how time goes. Okay. <laughs> so I kept it pretty shallow and we're doing a theme. Okay. So, which you still haven't told me what it was. No. It's food. Festivals. Food festivals. 
and things you can do with that food. Uh, okay. Let's not eat it. Eat it? No. It's food on the go. I apologize in advance for some of these names, but the most famous one that I could think of was La Tomatina. Is that the tomato festival? It is the tomato festival. <laughs> what I'm about to tell you is pulled straight from their website, but this is the tomato festival that happens the last week of August in Spain. Unfortunately, it was canceled this year due to COVID. What? Yes, but this part was pulled straight from their website. This all started the last Wednesday of August in 1945 when some young people spent the time in town square to attend the Giants and Big Heads figures parade. The Giants and Big Heads figures? I'm imagining it's like a parade with like... Big Heads? Yeah. The young boys decided to have a place among the parade with musicians, Giants, and Big Head figures. The energy of these young people made that one participant... Hmm. Oh, okay. I see. The energy of the young people made it that one participant fell off. The participant flew into a fit of rage, started to hit everything in his path. There was a market stall of vegetables that fell victim of the furious crowd, and people started to pelt each other with tomatoes until the local forces ended that vegetable battle. The following year, the young people picked a quarrel by their own decision and brought the tomatoes from home. Although the police broke up the early tradition in the following years, the young boys had made history without being conscious about it. La Tomatina was banned in the early 50s, which was not a problem for the participants. But the people spoke and the festivity was again allowed with more participants and more frenetic feelings. That's a word. Um, <laughs> I, can't, I can't speak on anything about mispronouncing words, so yeah. it's fine. So... I've got more from the website that I'll go to in just a second. But this is the festival where people gather and throw tomatoes at each other. And it's amazing. And I've seen pictures of it forever. And I want to go so bad. Ew, why? You don't have to eat the tomatoes. But they'd be all over your face and your body. Nope, it sounds very unenjoyable to me. It sounds super enjoyable to me. What about it sounds enjoyable it's to you? It's a giant food fight. With tomatoes everywhere. Do you know the smell? And yeah, No. Well, actually, tomatoes are really good for the skin. So it would probably be a good thing for you. Skincare. No, thank you. Oh, they recommend you wear um, goggles to keep the food out of your yeah. eyes. Yeah. Ideally. Tomatoes yeah. are acidic. Yeah. You want to keep those out of your eyes. Back to the history from the website. The festivity was again canceled until 1957 when, as a sign of protest, the tomato burial was held. It was a demonstration in which the residents carried a coffin with a huge tomato inside. The parade was accompanied by a music band which played funeral marches and it was totally successful. La Tomatina Festival was finally allowed and became an official festivity. So hmm. people loved their tomato fight so much that they were like, well, if we can't do this, it's F you. I mean, I would rather have a tomato fight than the running of the bulls. So I want to do the running of the bulls. Why? It's so dangerous. And not nice to the bulls. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Oh, oh, now I feel bad. I don't want it. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> You've never, how have you not thought about that? Because I've just thought about like, oh, my God, I'd need to stay alive. It'd None be so of that cool. stuff is nice. Bulls don't naturally react like that. We're so. going to have fun to, today. Okay. So um, <laughs> since then, the number of participants increased year after year, as well as the excitement about La Tomatina Festival. In 2002, it was declared festivity of international tourist interest by the Security Department of Tourism due to its success. Boom. That was, those were words that came out. All right. Let me tell you about the rules. Okay. Of the tomato festival? Yes, there are rules. 
Okay. It begins at 12. Is it still a.m. for lunch or is that when it switches to p.m.? P.m., right? 12 a.m.? At noon? It yeah. rolls over at 12 and then goes to 12 p.m. Okay. Yeah. That one. That one's always thrown me. 12 noon. Yes. So it starts at noon. Okay. With a starting signal and ends at one o'clock. So you have an hour to throw these things. You're supposed to stop throwing tomatoes when you hear the shot of the second warning firework. Do not enter with bottles or hard objects, obviously, because, you know, you could hurt somebody. Do not tear or throw your t-shirt or others' t-shirt. That's oddly specific. (laughs) Yeah. Squash the tomatoes before throwing them. The hit will be less painful. And keep a safe distance from the lorries, which I'm guessing are people just watching, and follow the security staff directions. Their dress code is wear clothes you don't mind throwing away, which I feel like I would want to keep them and wash them and have the stained clothes as like a Look what memento. I did. I'm yeah. sure they have shirts that say like, I went to the tomato festival. Yeah, but if you've got like a pink shirt and pink shorts and people are like, oh, that's weird. I'm like, oh, no, it's stained from when I did the tomato fight in Spain. Do you still have your outfit from when you did the color run? I still have the shoes and there's color on them still. Yeah, but you don't have the shirt or anything else that you were like, oh, this is so cool. I'm going to keep it forever. I have the shorts, <laughs> but they were bicycle short material. So like it washed off real quick. So you uh, wouldn't but keep that, the shirt. Well, that powder after you washed it went away. Anyway, they recommend that you wear a bathing suit under your clothes because you're going to end up soaked by the tomato and the water hoses they use afterwards. That sounds miserable. <laughs> you want to not wear flip-flops and wear comfortable shoes that don't come off easily. Bring your own swimming goggles to avoid itchy eyes due to tomato acid. On the Nailed plus side, it. tomato acid is good for your skin. They recommend waterproof protective cases for your devices if you want to have them on you to take videos. And you don't need to bring anything with you, just yourself. Because obviously there's a good chance you're going to lose it. They provide the tomatoes? They do. From what I could tell, there are about 150,000 overripe tomatoes that are used during this. Oh my god, (laughs) this sounds miserable. So a little like information i am probably one of the least picky eaters you will ever meet but i cannot stand tomatoes can't stand them don't like the smell of them don't like the look of them i don't like touching them so we can talk about death and torture and people losing limbs and tongues falling off but tomatoes uh, i mean and tomatoes themselves i don't like walk past the groceries them in the grocery store and i'm like but just the thought of like overripe squish oh my god that sounds disgusting oh it's so nice So from what I read, and I got a couple different stories from a couple different sources, there was one that said it all starts with a ham, where like there's a ham at the top of a pole, and Mm -hmm. you have to like climb up the pole, and once somebody gets the ham, they shoot the first signal and unleash the tomatoes, and then you fight for an hour, and then it's over. But I only found that in one place, and didn't see it anywhere else. What does the ham have to do I don't know. It was weird. Basically, these trucks unload the tomatoes and you get your signal shot your first one and then you fight and then when you hear the second firework you stop and then they've got like music and live stuff going on and games and And everybody's just running around covered in tomato gunk we get hosed off i want to do this i want to do this i will be happy to go to spain with you and let you partake in your tomato festival but i will not be joining me and her can watch while drinking wine Yes. You don't want to get hit with tomatoes either? I don't want to get hit in general. Oh. Well, there is a lot of like 
close contact with people in that. Yeah. So it's yeah, probably not up your alley either. Like bum yeah. rushing the tomato stack. No thanks. Well. Yeah, we'll sit from we'll sit on a balcony and drink wine and watch you. I have big plans for 2021 apparently because I want to do this. Let's move to England. Gloucester? <laughs> Gloucester? Sure. Keep going. Shire? Um, Worcestershire? Have either of you ever heard of Cooper's Hill cheese rolling? No, but I'm hungry now. Is that the giant wheels? No. No? Just well, I one. mean, it's not small, but it's not giant. Okay. It's basically probably the size of a medium pizza. Oh, okay. Yeah. So in the last Monday in May in Gloucestershire, <laughs> um, <laughs> England, <laughs> basically, oh god, you just chase a wheel of cheese down a hill. That's it. That's you on a weekend. Right. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why? Just don't let your cheese roll down a hill. Well, uh, atop Cooper's Hill, participants line up to race a seven to nine pound cheese wheel down a steep ass hill. The 200-yard stretch with a 50 to 70% incline is full of divots, thorns, and uneven ground. That's a, wh- These festivals sound real. Don't they know there's better things to do with cheese? Well, like eat it. Right? Don't worry. Don't worry. I'll tell you what happens to the cheese And not subject it to nature. Well, it's got the like protective stuff over the it. The rinds? Yeah, that thing. Yeah, but you don't. And you're chasing the cheese and you're not. I am not a mouse. I will not chase my cheese. I've chased cheese before. (laughs) I will have it handed to me at the drive-thru window. Oh, cheese. Or fed to me by my cabana boys. Ooh, that sounds good too. That look like Winchesters. Mm, I'm in. (laughs) I would do much more important things than have them feed me cheese. (laughs) So the organizers give the double Gloucester cheese, which is just like a buttery cheese wheel. A one-second head start before letting the participants loose to race the cheese. Nobody ever beats the cheese because it can reach up to 70 miles per hour. I'm sorry, what? On the way to the bottom. But boy, oh boy, do they have fun trying. Have they ever released a cheetah? <laughs> they have not released <laughs> a <laughs> cheetah. <laughs> Just with the cheetah. Why what? have they not? If anyone has any relationship to Cheetos, you well, need to get them in touch with the people who have the cheese festival and get a cheetah out there to race it. Isn't that supposed to be like a cheddar uh cheese and this they have multiple types this is double yeah regular puff and spicy well they have flame and hot they have white cheddar they have puff corn they have i know my cheetos way too well (laughs) yeah that but think about the marketing opportunity both to promote the festival and cheetos i mean to each their own i would go watch a cheetah race some cheese i just want cheese now would you watch me race the cheese because i really want to do this no because you would hurt yourself Oh, okay, since we're talking about injuries, let's talk about some. Participants are often hospitalized while trying to make it to the finish line. There have been numerous bruises, torn and sprained muscles, broken bones, concussions, and the like. Multiple ambulances are on site as at least one hospitalization occurs every year. I'm guessing you have to sign a waiver. That's not Gouda. Oh, my uh, God. Bria uh, <laughs> Dawn. Uh did you just say brie it on <laughs> yes oh my god you're so cheesy <laughs> jesus uh jesus jesus <laughs> cheese and crackers well we'll talk about the waiver situation in okay. just a second so there are five races there used to be only four but the demand grew so they added another four waivers no four races oh uh so there you said 
later yeah, we talk sorry. about the waivers uh there are five races i believe it's it used to be three men's races and one woman's i don't know what the other one is i'm, I'm sorry men's races and women's race so wait hold up clarification is there one wheel of cheese and everyone else is racing the wheel of cheese yes okay because i imagine multiple wheels of cheeses no just one wheel of cheese per race and everybody why do they have races. to separate by sex i don't know i don't know okay they even have a children's race where participants ages 12 and up can compete running uphill. This is less dangerous than the regular races. How does cheese roll uphill? Well, they don't chase tree, uh, cheese. They just run. A couple sites that I read said that they like sprinkle like buns and pastries and stuff. I think wrapped up. But you can like race up and like collect them as you go, which okay. will make more sense when I talk about the history of this. But let's see. At the bottom of the hill, when you're doing the regular race, the, quote, finish line, there are some lines of hay bales, but you only get to those if you make it past the rugby players. What? So not only are you racing this wheel of cheese down a hill, but there's a defensive line. They're there to catch you. (laughs) Okay, now Ashley is in. (laughs) (laughs) Wait. Um, Carry on, please. The local Brockworth rugby team is at the bottom of the hill to contest or to catch contestants as they fall. Okay, Ashley, so I'll do this me. with you. <laughs> what am- other chance am I going to have to fall into the arms of a rugby team? Meanwhile, I will still be to the side with the beer going. I'm about to say this time a pint, <laughs> yeah, instead of wine. <laughs> okay. I'll have beer cheese. Right? Ow! I just punched myself in the ear. Beer cheese. Oh. So yummy. Um, all right. So if you want to participate. So Ashley and I are in. What's the name of the rugby team? So I can look <laughs> them up later. Brockworth. Okay. Um, if you want to participate, all you have to do is show up and line up with the other contestants. So that whole waiver situation. There Nada. is none. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I guess it is in England. They're not mm. probably as uh, Sue Happy as yeah we are here I in the mean, states you're running down a hill after a wheel of cheese which i get cheese is great but like into, come on into well, the arms of a rugby team also that's like a, i feel like that's a dreamy bad <laughs> it was usually more of a frolic in a field <laughs> than a run down a hill but you know, like little wheels of cheese just like there was no cheese <laughs> it was just me frolicking into the arms well hold me one reason that there's a necess- not a need for a waiver because this is not run by an organization. This was actually banned in the 80s. And we'll get to it. And they just have like bonsai cheese running festivals now? <laughs> yeah. They oh were my like, God, I love it even They were more. like, we want to keep this going. So we don't need your support. We're just going to do it. We're going to show up at this time. We're, we've got some cheese wheels, the rugby the teamers. Rugby teams. <laughs> teamers. Sounds like it's a serious case of lactose intolerance. <laughs> oh my god i love this ashley hates it so much which is funny because if cheese is aged more than six months it doesn't have lactose in it why are you so smart (laughs) what's it like to be big brained i'm just over here thinking about the rugby team (laughs) i get myself in trouble a lot that's fair okay so i have another reason you'd want to do this race beyond the rugby players if you catch the cheese do you get to eat it well nobody catches it because again it goes 70 miles per hour but what happens if someone does i mean they win what's last i heard was they were what if usain bolt was in there and he he caught his max speed is like 33 you don't know that i do that's not what his max speed is running downhill after cheese towards rugby players 
What I bet is you her? that's never been tested. I bet my max speed would increase. <laughs> All right. Well, another reason you want to do this is the winner gets the cheese. So the fastest runner. Yep. Well, the fastest faller because you don't run down the hill. Like you start off sitting down and then you start like you go down this hill and then everybody ends up like tumbling down the hill. That's why there are so many like broken bones and concussions and everything. Like you literally fall down the hill. I'm now imagining both of you like non-gracefully ragdolling into the side of a rugby player. Oh my God. You have to look up pictures and videos of this because that experience it's legitimate. That is what happens. People ragdoll down this hill. I'm not interested anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but you get cheese and rugby players. I can go and get cheese and rugby players. I don't need to fall into them. I will watch. I'm uh, back out. Okay. So if you don't wish to participate, you too, uh, you can always come as a spectator. Be warned. Due to the nature of the race and the high velocity cheese, you aren't guaranteed to come out without injuries. There's, How close are you standing to this cheese? They've got a pretty wide stretch blocked off for you to run down. But with all these divots and everything, like there's no way it could hit just right and go flying into the crowd. Yeah, ground balls are a bitch. People hit just right and go flying into the ground or into the crowd. Yeah, there are injuries in the uh, spectator side quite often. Again, me and Rebecca will find a balcony. Oh, <laughs> not around this area. We will build scaffolding with the goat. <laughs> no, you just ruined it. So let's get into the history of this place because it's a really cool festival and I want to go so bad. The first written evidence of this festival taking place was in a message to the Gloucester town crier in 1826. In the message, it's clear that the event was already an old tradition even then. One local claims to have family records tracing it back to the mid-1700s, but there's no evidence to the exact origin. Some believe it began in the 15th century as a way to maintain grazing on the hill, and others believe the event originated with a pagan ritual where people would throw bundles of burning brushwood down the hill representing the new year after winter ends. They, yeah, but they wouldn't roll after it. Oh, no. But, you know, potato, potato. <laughs> potato, tomato. <laughs> tomato, potato. But the pagan ritual is tied into leaving the buns and the pastries up the hill for mm. the kids. I can't remember how. I read it somewhere, but didn't put it in my notes. because I'm Probably offerings smart. of some sort. Probably. So I found on the wiki page about this, like a breakdown of the race winner since 1986. And in the notes section, I saw some really cool stuff. Like in 1998, they only had one race. Two races were abandoned for safety due to 33 injuries the previous year. In 2001, the event was abandoned due to foot and mouth disease. However, a single cheese was rolled down the hill to maintain tradition. In 2003, the event was abandoned due to something following an earthquake, and they ended up rolling a solitary cheese down the hill to maintain the tradition. The fifth race was added in 2006 to uh, meet increasing demand, and... In 2018, Chris Anderson set a new all-time record of 22 race wins. So good for him. How do you train for that? Like, how do you become the most graceful faller after cheese? 
I don't know. But in 2020, the event was canceled due to COVID-19 and a solitary cheese was rolled down the hill to maintain tradition. You said it's the last weekend in May? Yes. We could do that for my birthday and we could do the tomato festival for your birthday. Perfect. And maybe we can do the next one for Rebecca's, even though I think it's a different time of the year, but we'll talk about it. Okay. (laughs) So the next thing I'm going to go over, I pulled from cheeserolling.com. Oh, (laughs) original. There's a link on the blog. I have not verified any of this information, but it all seems to fit. So we'll, we'll go over some of it. These are just some interesting facts about it. So, well, the Cooper's Hill cheese rolling. So the hill drops away at nearly 90 degree angle, then shifts. Uh, Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm sorry. 70 degree angle. Oh, sorry. Not 90. Well, there are some places, though, that are straight drops, but it's fine. It's only a 200 yard stretch, so they're not like huge sections that are. Okay, straight drops. 70 degrees. May as well be a dip. Right. Uh, So the hill drops away. That's why you start seated. The hill drops away at nearly 70 degree angle, then shifts to 50 degrees, then plunges again, then levels out, then falls before abruptly flattening at the bottom. The wheel of cheese weighs nearly eight pounds. Some said seven, some said nine. So I just said seven and nine, measuring about three inches thick and nine inches in diameter. And technically, they could be classified as missiles under the local bylaws because they hit 70 (laughs) miles per hour. Cheese missiles. Right. Provided runners are still on their feet when they get to the bottom, they're promptly tackled by rugby players. Still on their feet. They're never on their feet. You stay, start sitting. Yeah, but a lot of people, like, you start sitting and then you try and run down. Like, you stand up as you're going and try and run down and there are a lot of people ragdolling it. It's great. I like my ankles. Thank you, though. A 27-year-old named Digger Gardner. Digger is a nickname. Dashed down wearing nothing but a t-shirt and a jock strap in 1983. He claimed the outfit, quote, did wonders for streamlining. And it must have because he won first place. That sounds painful. Ah, no. Mm -hmm. To overcome their fear, most cheese rollers rely on Dutch courage, which is getting drunk. Any alcohol will do, but tends to be scrumpy. I don't know what scrumpy is, but any of our across the pond listeners may. Any alcohol do, it tends to be scrumpy. Mm -hmm. Or in a pinch. Strong. Perry. Yeah, I guess. Uh, no one has ever been killed at the cheese roll, though there is an apocryphal, apocryphal, <laughs> that's a word, <laughs> Ap- apocryphal story about a runner dropping dead at the end of a race centuries ago. Four adults and four children were zapped by lightning when a sudden thunderstorm interrupted the 1982 cheese roll. But once the rain cleared, the race resumed. Of course. There are things to tend to. One of the boys hit by lightning in the 1982 race went on to run the race 10 years later and snap his thigh bone in half. Oh, Oh, your thigh bone. Yeah. Yeah, we're not doing this. Runners aren't the only ones at risk. Bystanders have also been hurt by out-of-control runners, but more often by bouncing cheese. The, quote, cheese chase chaos of 1990 nined up 22 injuries, including a 59-year-old grandmother knocked out by a cheese. Mm-mm. You're not doing this. Nope. Uh, no watch. Depending on the report, up to 37 people were injured in 1997, including seven spectators. One unfortunate tripped while trying to dodge a hurtling cheese and fell 100 feet down the hill. Jesus. <laughs> he was rushed to the hospital with head injuries. 
Why? This just sounds real ignorant. One veteran winner broke his left arm that year, having already broken his right arm on the hill a few years earlier, earning him a double fracture for his double Gloucester. The other two trophy cheeses were stolen. Aww. <laughs> Did you... Of all the things to get upset about, you were upset that the cheese was stolen. Uh Uh-huh. So I was mistaken earlier when I said it was banned in the 80s. After the event was officially banned in 1998, the organizers introduced some token safety measures, and as a result, the body count fell to about a dozen casualties per year. Not like deaths, but incidences. And yes, it is still banned. Having said that, they still put on this every year, and it's still a big hit. If you want to go as a spectator, get there early, and you want to be at the bottom of the hill for the best view. It is no cost to enter, no cost to watch, but they do ask that you shop locally and put some money into the community. Fair enough. I don't know if I'd want to be at the bottom, though, because that's where you get hit with the flying Jesus. I mean... Oh, but you do get a view of the rugby players. (laughs) Got to weigh your options there. I would, I'll take a cheese hit. All right. Let's do it. 70 pound missile coming at you. Not 70 pounds. 70 mile per hour I'm missile. Like, this cheese got a lot bigger. <laughs> it, it just picks up dirt and like a snowball. Yeah. <laughs> but you win it at the no, end. No, there's trophy cheeses. No, you win. Like if you do a race, the cheese you chased is the prize for first place. Then what happened to the trophy cheeses that got stolen? A trophy cheeses is like the cheese that you win is the trophy cheese. It's just another word for the cheese you chased. And there were three races. So. Okay. Okay. Let's go on to another food-ish festival. Food-ish? That involves food-ish in motion. Have you ever wanted to throw wine at your closest friend? <gasps> yes. Or have one I want to do. You? Yes. Yeah. I, will, I will join in on this one. Perfect. Are you ready, Rebecca? No, don't waste your wine. No, 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 it's fine. It's going to be great. The Batala del Vino, or Hera Wine Fight, is fought in Spain because, yes. So, the Battle of Wine in Hera, Spain, is a Spanish fiesta like no other. This is from the official website. It's a messy, wet, hot, and sticky, but undoubtedly exuberant, crazy, juvenile, and magnificent. It's total, pure, superfluous fun and frivolity in a totally unique location. On St. Peter's Day, which is June 29th every year, the population of 11,500 in the central Rioja town of Haro swell to almost double that, and early on the morning of the 29th, it descends into outright wine warfare. This festival dates back to the 6th century. Basically, let me give you the history of it first, and then you'll understand why the festival follows a certain routine. So it was first recorded in the 6th century when the patron of the city of Haro, San Felix, died, um, and people began to make pilgrimages to the spot where he was buried. After hundreds of years, these pilgrimages continued in honor of the place in the mountains where San Felix prayed and was ultimately laid to rest. Eventually, in the 18th century, a chapel was built there on the cliffs and has since become known as the Hermitage of St. Felix de Bilboa, Libio. Sorry, I the names I'm going to get wrong in this. Bilboa, Bilabong, Bilabong. As I was saying it, I was like, it's not Bilbo Baggins. Not. (laughs) Sometime in the 20th century, baptisms held at the Hermitage involved anointing patrons with wine, 
rather than water. And in ensuing years, these baptisms became celebrations, eventually giving birth to the modern day wine fight. This is just one theory of how the celebration began. There are a couple different theories and they all kind of weave together. Another theory on how this started says it began in the 13th century. So the city of Haro had to mark the property lines between their community and the neighboring community. And in 1237, one of the judges appointed by King Ferdinand III instructed the town officials of Haro to mark their boundaries with purple banners every year on San Padro's Day, as well as on the first Sunday of each September. If the officials failed to complete this task, then the land would be recorded as belonging to the other neighboring community. After a mass at the Hermitage in 1710, nearly 500 odd years later, the territorial marking procession to the Cliffs of Bolibio ended in a huge celebration during which people started throwing wine at each other. This is where they think it originated, other than the story from before. It all kind of has a religion type thing weaved into it. I'm really bad when it comes to religions, but it all involves this. <laughs> I just liked your like belly dance move you did <laughs> with her <laughs> hands. A religion type thing. <laughs> so it starts with mass in the morning. There is a week-long celebration leading up to it, but as far as like the actual wine fight goes, it starts with a mass, and then you make the pilgrimage up to this hermitage, and that's where the fight begins. They say that you dress in all white mm -hmm. with a red scarf around your neck so that they know who's participating. You walk up here and then you've got buckets, you've got cups, you've got water guns, you've got whatever all filled with wine. And then you just all out warfare each other and douse each other in wine. And it is so much fun. Have you been there? No. But I want to <laughs> go so bad. It was officially established as a festival in 1965, but it's been going on forever. After the wine fight, you go back down to the town square. There's celebration. There's live music, bands, all this. And then they have a mini bullfight. Hmm. Or not bullfight. Like a run? Running with the bulls. The running of the bulls ends in like a stadium where you're kind of trapped in the stadium with the bulls. And this, from what I could tell, I could only find this in a couple places, but you're in like a little stadium type thing. And they've got younger lady bulls. None of the bulls are euthanized after, which I guess they are. Some of them are in the running of the bulls. Yeah, because they're bred to be. It's like a dog fight. Oh, no, I don't like that. Well, why else would they euthanize them afterwards? Damn it. I have to mark something like take something off my bucket list. Or do research before you put things on your bucket list. I don't research well. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> well maybe start that should be a goal for this year maybe but that is the batala yeah batala del vino in spain and i want to go the so bad what, battle of the wine yes you don't have to participate in all the activities what is the word i'm trying to think of i can't think of the word i want to go to all of them yes but maybe not partake in all of them so those are a few of the festivals I looked into and really want to partake in. Wine, cheese, and tomatoes. What more do we need? 
Oh. I mean, I could do without the tomatoes, but the wine and cheese. You guys, this is going to be great when we can actually go. I cannot wait. Summer in Europe when the kids have graduated. It'll be a while. But the good news is these things have been going on for centuries, so they'll still be around then. We'll be fine. And, you know, we'll actually be a lot of our houses by then. Hopefully. But yeah, those are a couple of my festivals. I have more that I'm interested in, so I may do another one of these later, but I figured it'd been a while since we had some festivals. Well, on that note, remember, friends, everyone has something that they find odd. Let us tell you why it's not. If you have any questionable topics you'd like us to discuss, you can share them with us on any of our social medias. Links can be found on our website, theladiesestrange.com, or you can email them to us at theladiesestrange at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you think we're doing a great job and want to support the show, you can find us at patreon.com slash the ladies of strange. Keep it strange, lovelies. Bye-bye. Bye. Don't go chasing the cheese. You will fall down the hill into some rugby players. Again, that's like a selling point. Right? (laughs)